What is going on, everybody? Happy weekend here. Happy Saturday. Uh, What is today? March 27th, 2021. This is episode 166 of the Get After It podcast. I'm joined today by Miss Brittany Churchill, who's just a good friend. Um, Just, just a good friend, Uh, an inspirational friend, to put it at the least. Brittany and I actually met in a uh, in a mastermind probably about a year and a half ago now. And um, geez, we have an opportunity, I guess, to get to know each other a little bit better. Brittany's in, uh, Brittany's based out of Austin, Texas. She's an author, uh, best-selling author on Amazon of the book, Tap In, Not Out, How Overwhelmed Moms Can Reclaim Peace, Cultivate a Better Life, and Thrive. <clears throat> in this interview, this is really, I guess, a, just, a, just a fun interview that we had the opportunity to do. Brittany's uh, had a remarkable life story. Um, and, and today the work that she does, uh, just spans many different things. She does coaching. Uh, she's a contributor at Austin moms, which is a, uh, a blog in the Austin area. Um, she's a leader in every sense of the word. And, um, it's really a privilege to have her on the podcast and a friend, um, someone that I look to for energy and optimism. And I'm just, uh, I'm frankly just excited to share this episode with y'all. So, um, we get right into it. Uh, let's let's rip the audio here, and just to get started, let's cue the intro, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Brittany Churchill. This is the Get After It podcast, where young professionals, entrepreneurs, and action takers learn what it takes to be a high performer. This is more than a podcast; it's a movement. Now, let's get after it with your host, Aaron Griffin. Um, welcome into the Get After Podcast. I'm stoked for everybody here as we we just hit record. Brittany and I are in conversation, going back and forth. We're having some fun. Um, she's joining me from Austin, Texas, which just got through this snowmageddon. We got a little bit of it in Nashville, not nearly as bad as it was out there. But uh, Brittany, so stoked to to have you on the podcast. Thanks, like thanks so much. It's like it's like having an old friend back on the Get After Podcast. Thanks yeah. for, for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. So we were just talking, there's, there's a lot of things that we could go off of your introduction to, like just on just so many, you, you, you know, I love, like, I go back to, um, when we first connected, I think in Austin in 2019, but even like every time we've connected, you just got awesome energy. And I know that you use that with your clients and the work that you do today, but can you, can you give us back a, give us a little bit of the elevator speech on how you, you got to where you're at today? Because I, um, uh, this is interesting because I asked you before we do, do this podcast, like, hey, is there anything you want me to focus on? You know, what, what do you want to jam on and specifically? And one thing that caught my eye was like, what is that journey going from where you were at, which is a unhappy place? I think a lot of people find themselves with today more and more with the family dynamic. And, and but you made a decision to break out of a really tough situation and not only break out of it, like document how you did it. And that's where your book comes from, which is tap in, uh, tap, excuse me, your book, tap in, not out. We, you, 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 you cover so much on that ground. Can you go back and just give us a little bit of the elevator speech on like how you even got to writing the book, which then led to potentially speaking, which then now leads to the business and the clients you work with today. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. So my goodness. Yeah. I was married for 11 years and, um, toward the end of my marriage, I had one of the most meaningful conversations with a stranger who is now a dear friend of mine. Um, upon meeting her, I found out she was a writer and I said, 
oh, I love writing. And I hope one day when my kids are grown um, that I can find time to do that. And she looked me dead in the eyes with tears coming out of her eyes and said, Brittany, that is a lie. I'm a grandma now. I did the same thing. I told myself the same thing. And the truth is you do not have more time. So you have to make time now. And she continued to tell me that there's a reason that I am drawn to writing, just like there are other people that are drawn to different things in life, whether it's art or sports or say your thing is ice skating. Like it's just that thing that, that makes you feel alive or brings you joy or it's like an outlet and it just flows naturally for you. And so she said, for whatever reason, that's writing for you. Don't ignore it. Make time for it. And so that meant a lot to me. So I started just when I felt the inkling to, to write something, I would start writing. Um, and then my marriage fell apart and um, I ended up getting a divorce. And I had a decision at that point to, you know, go from stay at home mom to putting my head down, doing the grind nine to five job and just trying to build a new life for myself. Right. Or I could entertain the thought of what am I meant to actually do? Because for so long, I had spent years hiding behind the shadow of something else that I thought this exterior thing was where my value was, where my worth was, where my identity was. And so, you know, you put these labels on like stay at home mom, or I was a doctor's wife, or, you know, say I was in college and I had my degree or whatever job description, or I'm sorry, job um uh, what is it called? Label or mm. title, job title was like, those were labels that were pulled back entirely in this season of my life. And I had to look at myself for the first time and really figure out who I was. Cause I didn't know who I was outside of these things. And so that started the journey. And, um, and I, I remember sitting in my therapist's office and saying, he asked me, Brittany, what is it that you actually want to do with your life? And I said, very quietly, <laughs> I want to write and I want to speak. Mm. And I felt so sheepish saying that because I'm like, who cares what I have to say? Who cares what I have to write? But for whatever reason, I felt that. And so I put it out into the universe. And two days later, I got an email in my inbox from Hal Elrod. Um, I was a part of his email, emails for his podcast. And he would send those things out on a regular basis. And this email said, free webinar on how to write, produce and publish your book in 90 days. And led me straight to self-publishing school with Chandler Bolt and signed up immediately mm -hmm. and started writing my book um, yeah. while getting a divorce and moving states with my kids. I moved to Texas. This was in 2019. And then, um, you know, I went, would have had to like start a new life, get a nine to five job yeah. and um, find a place to stay and all while writing this crazy book. And the book is for overwhelmed moms it teaches them how to reclaim peace, cultivate a better life and thrive. Um, it's all about my personal journey in the early years of motherhood. Um, yeah. And so what's been really cool about that book is it's, it's played a role in, in how I've been unfolding in this new season of life. No, I'm not a mother of young kids anymore, but um, I'm tapping into new things in my life. I'm teaching myself how to tap into be my becoming my, um, you know, uh, who, who am I going to be in my career? Who am I going to be in the future? What kind of person am I going to be that I'm creating this life? I'm designing this life. And how do you tap into that instead of letting life mm -hmm. rule over you or happen to you? Like you're creating your life. And that's what this 
this idea of tapping in plays in now in the like after doing the book so sure yeah 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 we've had Chandler on the podcast before from from self-publishing school and and I I love stealing authors out of that community and putting them on the podcast because it's just just such an awesome um to, to me it's just so many cool individuals and honestly like Brittany before we move off of the book, can we actually hit on something you, you talk about in the first section of your book, which is the limiting beliefs aspect of this. And I, I think this could actually really speak to the audience in the sense that how often do we look at things and just say, just see the, like, oh, I have to get a job as like, it, that alone is a limiting belief. Like, instead of looking at it, like you have the opportunity to go engage in some, some pursuit with your life and the work that you're going to do um, sometimes I feel like, especially today, it's like, you have to be entrepreneurial, but you can be entrepreneurial too, where you're, you know, yeah. entrepreneurial and working with somebody else. But it, it goes back to, I think Lisa, Lisa Zelenek has a great quote. It's like, you know, don't run from something, run to something. So can you, can you touch on limiting beliefs and kind of some of the things that you, you, you've talked about in your book? Cause, um, been really cool like seeing your growth too like we've been around each other's inner circles now for a couple of years and like you you've done a lot so I'm really curious I guess how how do you work with clients on this and really just like the limiting beliefs aspect what does that mean if you could put it in simple terms for our audience how do we practice these on like a daily basis and just oh yeah sure I think this is a is a lifetime work and I think there is um Who's, who said it? Wayne Dyer says, uh, change the way you look at, change the way you look at things and the thing itself will change. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that may not be directly exactly how it, how the quote goes, but it's the concepts there. It's just, you could look at your job like, oh, I got a nine to five or I'm stuck in my nine to five. And you could just see it as that, or you could change the way you look at it. You could flip the script and, and the thing about the thing about the time in life where I was at, where I had to choose between doing a nine to five job, writing a book, changing my life, all these things. And this is talking to you about this. I was talking to you about this earlier is that trauma expedites massive change. Mm. And when you're going through a divorce, you're making a massive move. You're making a major life change, going from stay-at-home mom to working a nine-to-five job as a single mom, this massive change. So it almost brings a sense of clarity to your mind because what what you your brain is built to, to survive, right? Yeah. And you almost have to think of solutions for yourself on a much clearer level because that's, you're, all the noise is gone. You take away the noise of like, life and people's opinions and you're just literally all you see is like what's next and what's the best next thing to do and you have to just start making decisions so you don't get stuck in analysis paralysis I love this quote and this is what I I latched on to during that time Um, it says many a false step have been made by standing still Mm. so I couldn't afford to stand still I had to keep moving forward and with my perfection, I'm a perfectionist, uh, Enneagram one, and that's who I am. Like, I love making the right decision, the best decision. I want to have all the information out, figure out which, you know, weigh my options and then pick my choice. I didn't have time for that. So I had to like learn how to make decisions and then be okay with it later 
or, or realize that wasn't the right decision and then change the decision. But that's, that's a skill set that's really hard for people. It was hard for me yeah. to feel like a practice to like continue to move forward, making decisions and be okay pivoting. That's the big word right now, pivot. And, and just being okay with change. And I think people don't do that because they tell themselves these limiting beliefs. There's fear-based thoughts that keep you from becoming, that keep you from that change or whatever choice that is that's going to make that massive change. Yeah. So right now in my life, I try to tap back into that experience where I was operating at a level that was just coming out of that trauma experience where I had to make those kind of yeah. decisions. And I tap into that and think, okay, if all the noise was gone and I had to make a very clear decision, what would that be? Mm. And it makes things, you know, so just that, that in itself is, is a practice that I have to tap into that often. But um, anyway, but back to the fears that people tell themselves, these limiting beliefs, you know, they tell themselves like, um, I don't have enough time. So what's the use in trying? Oh, I'm better off alone. Um, these things, these stories, these ideas that we make up in our mind about the future, they're all an illusion. They're all an illusion and a false security blanket that we choose to comfort ourselves with only because those thoughts are familiar and we've learned how to cope in life with those things, those thoughts, those ideas. And so we live this way. We live in this miserable yeah. existence, just coping with these fear, fear-based thoughts because we're afraid of the massive change. We're afraid to make the shift later or, or make the choice or move forward. And so we, <laughs> we live in this miserable existence and we are miserable because we're designed to live. We're designed for life. And it's like, how, how do I help people now? What I've realized is emotions, like fear, any fear-based thought, emotions are energy in motion. And the work that I did to break through my limiting beliefs mm. was far more effective than the years of talk therapy that I had. And I spent three months, I invested in myself two grand a month, two grand a month as a single mom working an entry-level job nine to five. This was after I had settled my life in Texas and realized, okay, all these exterior things, the job, the house, the kids are in school, all them are, all those things are settled, but my life did not fall into to place. I'm actually, it made everything internally inside of me speak louder and grow louder. And I realized this, all these unresolved emotions from the divorce, from my you know, childhood, who knows, all these things came up to the surface and I had to deal with them. So that's probably where the most massive change came. And this is how I help people now is I, I walk them through a 30 day program <clears throat> unless they want to, they want to extend it and do like a three month container, <clears throat> which is what I did was a three month container where we walk through and we dive deep into these emotions and we bring them to the surface. And I teach people how to like, look at these emotions, feel them, and detach mm. and become the experiencer of those emotions, but not the emotion itself. Realizing those things that you're feeling, they're not you, they're not your identity. It's not a part of you. 
it's just what you're experiencing and you can look at it from neutrality, from a place of neutrality and just think, well, that's interesting. That's interesting that that's coming up and it help, I'm helping people move that energy out so they can move forward in their life. And my heart is to help women awaken to their worth and their personal power, because that's what happened to me when I started doing this deeper work. Um, and this is after launching a book. This is after, um, you know, getting my life settled that I did this work and I'm now I'm able to pay it forward to others and help them break through limiting beliefs that they don't even know that they have, but we do it mm. by going deep into their inner blueprint and they walk themselves through to their own healing. It's an incredible experience. And it's an empowering experience because that's, that's what I want to do. I want people to feel empowered and light up in the world, the way that they are designed to, to be, you know, the way that they're created to be and stop living under the thumb of oppression and sadness and anxiety and shame and guilt. Cause if you're living that way, you're not, you're not arriving in life the way that you're designed to be. You're not lighting up the world. You design the way that you're designed to be. So yeah, that was a long-winded answer, but there you have it. That's it. Let's end the podcast right there. We're not going to beat that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, but I think there's something to be said too. You, you, the, for the, for the backup against the wall type feeling, right? Cause like, I remember when, um, um, cause you know, like when I joined the, uh, um, uh, the accelerator program we were a part of, yeah. Uh, that was a big investment. And then I, there was another program that came along, which was literally, I didn't even have the money for it. I had to do what would I call the Amex challenge, which is I literally maxed out an American express card and then yeah. had to figure out how to, how to make it work. And, and I did, but, but it goes down to like, you literally have to, you, you, sometimes you, you have to put your back up against the wall and burn bridges. If you're going to actually do what you say you're going to do. Right. Cause yeah. like, it, there's there's something along the lines of like uh, uh, I think in that moment we realized that the the what you were just talking about all of these limited beliefs and these preconceived motions they all fall away when you know shit hits the fan you know when you gotta yeah. get something done or you gotta move there and it's like I, I think back to we had um. We had a really cool, we did a podcast with Brent Pimvedic. I think it was like episode 28. And uh, this was last spring. We did a, he, he, he's a, he was a Hollywood producer. He's behind shows like Bar Rescue and Biggest Loser Weight Loss Edition. Really cool stuff. We got him because of the COVID pandemic and everybody's calendars is open. It was an awesome time oh, podcast, cool. right? Yeah. We, we, uh, and, and Brent, I, I probably write myself off a, a little bit. We might be able to get, we're working on getting Brent back on. But with that being said, <clears throat> Brand had a great point where he's like, he talked about when he was selling shows for the first time, he said, you know, there was a point where if I didn't get a check from that person, I wouldn't be able to eat that day. Right. And he's like, you, you can't have one thing without the other. You, you, there's, there's almost a, there's almost a reliance on, you know, thinking, oh, I got to get like that hamster wheel effect where it's like, once you finally get this done, you got to go here and this done, you finally got to go here where, by putting yourself up against the wall, it makes you look at the whole wheel and say, well, what if I just push everything over and I do this instead? And that's mm -hmm. where the breakthrough comes after, right? Is when we really make that, make that push to the next level. You talked a little bit about the, the work you're doing with your clients and your 30 days. 
just just I'm, I'm really curious though for for you um what has it been like in the last I guess for you like the last I would say like year since publishing the book right because it's really been about 14 months 15 months since you published mm -hmm. the book um in serving others you started as kind of wanting to be this author and this speaker and now you're, you're coaching people right like I know. how did that happen that's not how I, I did not expect that to happen um I remember having a conversation with Chandler with like the dit the it was the first conversation I had with him and I was con I was giving him a compliment on how I feel like who he's hired just based on their personality, the different people I've met are like the right people for those jobs, like Hunter. And then, um, you know, Gary, well, you know, the people that were there at that time anyway. So I was complimenting him on that. And he's like, Oh, are you, uh, are you trying to hire people? I was like, dude, I'm just trying to write a book. I don't know. I'm not like building a business here. And, um, it's just funny to me now because it was not on my radar at all when I wrote the book. And then I think as, as I walked into my own healing and I realized, oh, I want more people to feel this way. And there's a lot of people who are walking around, have no idea who they are and what they're worth. The pandemic slowed things down, obviously. Um, you know, at that time you just, life became very simple because you only had time for so much. I think the things really changed when I realized I'm in a nine to five job where I could grow and make good money. I could blink my eyes and 10 years would go by and I would probably just be sitting pretty and content, but not fulfilled because I know I don't want to live the rest of my life in an oil and gas industry looking at like contracts and whatever. And I had to make a choice to either lean into what I feel called to do or just to continue to, to climb the corporate ladder. And I think when I jumped in with two feet, that's when I realized, okay, I really got to figure this thing out. How am I going to help people? And it's just been an unfolding. It's been a, an evolution. It's been a very fluid movement as I've just, I, I see myself as a playful builder. Like, I'm just like, let's just, let's try a webinar and see what happens. Let's try a challenge and see what happens. And, and now I'm working with people one-on-one, -on -one, helping them through the same way that I was helped, just walking them through their inner blueprint and going deep into like who they are. They're literally, I'm just a guide helping them unlock the truth of who they are. And it's, I, there's no way I would have come to this place had I not had the journey that I've been to. And I feel like I'm tapping in and falling into something that feels very natural for me, which is really cool. And I remember when I started this entrepreneurial journey back in September, I was like, I need to figure out what I do naturally that people want to pay money for. And I think it, this is just a part of that journey, figuring that out. Um, anyway, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> Okay, you're on mute for real this time, I promise. Yeah, I found that one out. All right. <laughs> You've got two amazing kids. I can't call them amazing. I haven't met them, but they look like a joy. <laughs> um, and you just, I, I don't know if we can touch on this, if it's cool. Uh, we just had this conversation about the snowpocalypse and the things that you just went through in Austin. 
Um, I know you just wrote an article about it in uh, one of the local groups down there. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about some of the some of the cool things that have come out of like literally a natural calamity that just happened down in Texas with that, and yeah. maybe how that's even translating into your work, and maybe something, maybe a lesson that all of us can pull out of that one. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it was it was crazy. So where I live. I live in a, an apartment complex that's tucked into the side of a, of a hillside. I'm out in the hill country of Austin, Texas. And the only way out of here is up a large hill, like very large hill. So for five days, most of us were trapped because it was just covered in ice. Like everything was covered in ice. And um, the, way, the, the way these buildings are, are down here, they're, they're not built to be in freezing conditions. And so um, like day two and day three of that snowstorm, our fire lines were breaking in all of the buildings. And I kid you not, it was like Niagara Falls in some of these apartments, just washing away people's stuff. And it's sub-zero temperatures outside. <laughs> so it's just, it was chaotic. And, um, and then the office was closed because nobody could get in here. Uh, so what it forced us to do was it forced people to come out of their homes and help each other. So what I found incredible about this whole experience was what 2020 created was division, separation, AKA a six foot gap, mass, people can't be face to face, no groups larger than 10 people, all this stuff, like people have to stay away. and you know, and then even with the Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, like there was obvious separation in our country, like people feeling very strongly one way or another. And what was incredible about this experience was none of that mattered during that week. Because if you didn't have heat, if your house was 20 degrees and a stranger said, hey, I have a warm bed, would you like to come have like a good night's rest? Um, people took up that offer. And they didn't care about your political view. They didn't care about what your thoughts were on wearing masks or not wearing masks. Then there, the six foot gap was closed for a week in Texas. And this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, just about how trauma expedites massive change. So everything that happened in 2020, everything that it created, uh, this, this feeling of division and separation among people, completely was completely transformed during that week in Texas. And, and we tapped into something that would have taken a long time to tap into and that's unity and connection. And I have to tell people connection is the being part of a human being. It's what makes us feel alive. And when we're connecting with people, when we're um, having conversations experiencing life together and that was us that week and I think it was very healing and, and even though it was traumatic um you know Texas is on its own electric electricity grid <laughs> come to find out yeah and it's um so we had to conserve people had we had these mandatory blackouts like there were people without electricity for days it was just chaos, but then the people who had resources rose up and helped. We had people with four by four cars or, or I mean, all wheel drive cars 
running all hours of the day and night, rescuing people, delivering hot meals, delivering baby supplies to people, um, clean water to drink. We were on a, you know, we are either your water was shut off or we were on a boil notice. And it was just like, all of the noise didn't matter. What mattered was life and people and people took care of people. And it was so, so beautiful to watch. Love it. I love it. I mean, I don't love that, but, but what came out of it. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us though, you've been awesome volunteering some time with us and our audience here. What, what, what are you up to? What's going on with, you mentioned you had the, you, you, you really went into it in terms of the, the 30 day uh, challenge that you're doing and some of the work that you're, 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 you're taking clients through. Um, what, what keeps you motivated though, day in and day out? Cause like, it's damn hard mm -hmm. running a business and actually like working with God and, and, we we're obviously doing the challenge this week, and it's like one of the things we target. It's like it's so flipping hard to try to start up a client based business because you're 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 really building a unique mechanism for each person who you bring in, but it's also a unique delivery system too, right? Like, how are how do you stay motivated in your work and what you're doing? Like, what keeps you going? What gets you up in the morning? Yeah, I think because what I'm doing comes from my heart and my soul. Like, and I, I feel it because I live it or I've lived it and I know the impact that it had on my life and, and I can operate from that space because I've been transformed. I, I have gone and done deep work within me. Um, and so knowing that I can arrive in life feeling freer and more fulfilled, um, I want to offer that to other people. I get excited about doing this work. Uh, I think beyond that though, I, I make sure I have support and that's through business coaches. That's through um, healing coaches. Um, I don't think the healers call themselves coaches, but you know what I mean? <laughs> through, through a practice of meditation, I'm very aware of what, what I'm allowing into my life. Very, and it's, a, it's an awareness, you know, like you're, I'm very aware of what I need. I'm attuned to myself. I practice presence. I am, um, I guess it's a daily practice of becoming for myself, like this undoing and this, how do I expand myself more? How do I open myself up more? And, and, you know, actually, uh, <laughs> it was maybe a couple months ago, I had this realization and this is what I'm leaning into is that everything is here for me and it's here for me to enjoy. So it's actually this perspective of, oh, like this conversation with Aaron right now, it's here for me right now. And I can enjoy that. And my dog is laying on the floor next to me and just knowing that her space, like she's right there and that's for me right now to enjoy. Or you're walking through a park and you're, you know, there's beautiful landscape and you could just sit there with that moment and just feel like this is actually there for you to completely experience right then and there. And just seeing life as a gift, seeing all moments as a gift. And you're just kind of opening up your hands and just receiving it because there's a flow to life. And if you tap into that flow of, of this, this natural give and, and 
and then you also on my end giving back does that make sense like life is giving to me and i'm giving back to life and this it's just a natural flow when you lean into that it just it's very fulfilling i don't feel like things are being taken from me i'm operating out of a space of that's kind of beyond that like it's not like i'm i don't feel depleted does that make sense and then i also i also make sure i i take care of myself I'm very proactive of taking care of myself because it's that gamification, right? Like I'm always serving my future self always. Like if my future self wants to be at her best, then I need to make sure I'm eating right today. I'm getting the rest I need today. I'm making decisions for myself today that will, that will benefit my future self. So that's a long winded answer. How are you're 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 awesome, by the way. I thank you for coming on and being with us here. I know people are gonna get a lot out of this interview. How can they follow you? Like how can they get in, involved in your journey and what you're doing? Yeah. Is there yeah. social media handles, whatever the place is? Absolutely. So um I'm the Brittany Churchill on Facebook, on Instagram. You can follow me there. But if you want to be a part of what I'm doing and learn more, join my Facebook group called Unmistakably Made. And that's where I'm, that's my heart and soul. That's where I'm diving in, nurturing that place, nurturing that group, pulling as much content as I can just to add value to people and help them awaken to their worth and build up their own personal power. Um, and that's where they can really engage with me in that way. So Perfect. yeah. Yeah, Love. absolutely. And this it, has been fun. Yeah. And, and as you're, as you're getting more reps in this, you gotta, you gotta make sure that we're gonna, we get reconnected and have you come back on yeah. as, you, as you keep scaling this up. And I'm super pumped for you, friend. Cool. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on, Brittany. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. This is fun. Yo, yo, you made it to the end of the podcast. Congratulations. I really hope this was um, I hope this was a fun one for you. We love uh, these interviews. So if this was something that was profound, it hit you hard, share this with a friend. We don't monetize the podcast in any way, shape, or form. This is uh, strictly for personal development and growth. And frankly, it's a passion project of my own. So um, I really appreciate you all for not only taking the time to, to listen, but uh, in helping build this show. Uh, if it impacted you, the best way that you can help us and you can expand the Get After Message is to share this with someone who needs it, uh, to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, um, and to just, again, like share the word, like share this with your friends, share this with people who uh, could be impacted by this. And special, special thanks to our guest today. And with all that being said, I really hope this episode and the daily ones as well are helping you get after it in your life, work, business, whatever it is that you're rolling with. Let's roll. Let's get after it. Make it a great one. Talk soon.